sun shines. Oh, hi. I'm usually not a sitter downer, but Jubilee is a little bit of a sitter downer right now. So Jubilee is my daughter in my womb. She's amazing already. Whew. You know when like your eyes are just open and, and you're you're just thankful. You're just like, how did I end up here with all these others that just love you, Lord, and just want to say yes to you? I was like, this is this is the bride. This is the beauty of family. No, we're not perfect at, at all. We're real crusty sometimes. But like we we come and we we come before our papa and say, God, just have everything, have every single part of me. And so this morning I was just overwhelmed with like the honor to be here, the honor to run beside you guys in this procession until we see him face to face. It was like, this is the best gig ever. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I'm just so glad Tommy and Cheryl here. Little plug, Tommy gave a message. I don't know what month. Does anyone know what month? September of 20? No. Tommy's like, Tommy's shaking his head. He said no. Okay, just go look up Tommy, right? If It's probably under. But he, it was so awesome. And this kind of goes into what I feel like the Lord was sharing. Um, he gave a message that I think I cried like as soon as he just opened the scripture. And I was just bawling the whole time. It was called The Cost of Discipleship. So go find that on our YouTube channel, The Cost of Discipleship by Tommy O'Neill. That was so good. So good. Oh, man. I'm just so thankful to be here. I do have things to say, but I really, my heart is just like, I just kept getting like pictures during worship. I got a picture of, of Meg and like just coming in from battle and the Lord just wanting to strengthen us and breathe on us. And I said yesterday while I was, while I was preparing, I said, God, what word do you want to wash your bride in? What word do you want to wash your bride in? Because I want to have the honor of speaking your word over for your beloved. It's my favorite thing to do. And I just can't imagine, like, I, like, I was a little girl thinking about doing this. So <laughs> I'm like, I'm in my happy place. Just like a little one over there. All right. So I want us all to pray. Last two weeks ago, I was sitting in the back full of pride and offense, and I couldn't receive. And I don't want anyone not to receive from the Father today. So I just want to pray and ask the Lord to give us grace to deal with maybe whatever offense may be trying to remove your capacity to receive. And I want any, if you don't feel like that's you, then I want you to intercede on behalf of others in the room because Jesus has joy to bring. He has love to bring. He has himself to bring his peace. He is, he is perfect love and he has that to give us, but we get the choice to receive it. So let's pray. And I don't want to be the only one praying. I want you guys to enter in with me and say, we want everything that Papa God has for us this morning. So Holy Spirit, I just join with my friends and we just ask for your presence to come and deliver us and to save us and to set us free 
from bitterness and unforgiveness, offense, and all fear. Increase our capacity to receive from you. In Jesus' name, amen. Good morning. This was like second time. It's okay. Oh, I told my mom, where's the camera? Hi, mom. She told me to say hi. Everyone say hi, Sasha's mom. Just wave. <laughs> she said, Sasha, you need to tell me every time you, you preach, and I want you to say hi to me. I was like, okay, I will. Um, she's amazing. All right, I'm looking for my notes. All right, let's turn our Bibles to John 14. I told Jesus this morning, I, when I put, a, put on a full face of makeup, I say, Jesus, you have permission to ruin it. Because it takes sometimes some effort, but I want to give him permission that is 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 nothing compares to your presence. So I don't really give if you just wash it all away. And he did. <laughs> all right, we're going to be in John 14 and uh, the first part of 15. And um, I'm not going to try to stretch this longer than it needs to be, or I'm just going to share what um, he gave to me. So this weekend, I'm going to share a story. This weekend, um, we had a summit, and while we were in prayer, I shared half of this to the leadership team, but they didn't get the first half. So we were in prayer, and we are just praying prayers of adoration of who God is and his beauty, and the Lord just brings me into this mind picture and he whispers this phrase. He says, Sasha, it's my delight to take up the responsibility to be your father. He said, it is my joy to take the responsibility to be your father. And you know, when, when the Holy Spirit speaks to you, it's like, you know, in the scripture, it says that his voice is like many waters. So it's not like he's saying just one word. It's like a bajillion coming at you, coming at your heart. And in that same phrase, I could just feel like he's like, I don't just say yes to the easy parts. I say yes to the trenches. I say yes to the hard stuff. Responsibility doesn't scare me. I'm in it all the way. And I delight being your dad. And I was like, and he brought me to this place in my childhood where I felt abandoned. And I felt like the person that should have been there didn't want the responsibility of Sasha. And so for him to come in and say, I want the responsibility of Sasha was amazing. And I would, if I could, and this is my prayer today, if I could take the love that I felt in that moment and give it to every single one of you so that you left here with more courage than you came in with, I'm, I'm going to just give it all to you guys. And at the end, we're going to have prayer time. But I was so stoked. I was like, you want me. You desire me. But not just the good part. You want from A to Z, the trenches and the mountaintops. And my flaws don't scare you away. You delight to take responsibility for my life. I was like, okay, I have the best dad in the whole world, in the whole world. And when we're about to read this morning, you know, we were, we, all right, let me not get ahead of myself. Let's read. <sighs> Holy Spirit, bring life to your word and bring revelation as we read it. Let not, uh, John 14, 1, let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. 
In my father's house are many rooms. I'm, I'm reading from ESV. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself. Let me read that again. Let not your hearts be troubled. Anxiety, worry, stress, frantic, depression. Let not your hearts carry those things. Offense, bitterness, pride. What are some other ones? Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. Say many rooms. Many rooms. Yes. And another, y'all know the scripture of, he sets a table before me in the midst of my enemy. Don't everyone say many chairs. Okay. He's meaning like there's this place for you. (laughs) When we were singing that song, I will make room for you. You know that we cannot sing that song unless Jesus himself sang it first. He said, I will make room for you. I will make room for you so that you can enter into my joy, so that you can enter into my fellowship, so that you don't have to lack. I will make room for you. He heard that song from his father, and then he sang it over us, and then we get the delight and privilege to sing it over him. This morning is an opportunity to say, I want to receive that father. I want to live in that reality. Some of us are living in the reality of our earthly fathers or the absence thereof. And God's saying, even even the good ones, which praise God, in this house, we have many good ones. Hallelujah. But we, he's saying, Della, I have made room for you to sit at my table, to no longer be an orphan, but be a son and daughter. This morning I was worshiping, oh, I love being your daughter. I love being taken care of by you. (laughs) I love being disciplined by you because you delight in me. Your severity, as Chuck pointed out, is against everything that's hindering love. Thank God, because Sasha two weeks ago needed that severity to cut off that pride and to cut off that flesh because it's keeping me from his love. It's keeping me from his hug. He's like, I got a feast for you and you're eating crackers. (laughs) He will make room for you. Come on. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? God doesn't lie. God doesn't lie. So when he said, so this is, it's like eternal truth here. Genesis, when he is creating the sunlight and the moon and the stars and the plants and the vegetation and the seas and giving it its boundaries and the mountains, what is he doing? He's been preparing a place for his children. So the first Thing I, I have an acronym. I think it's called an acronym, right? When P, all the letters stand for something, right? Is that an acronym? Okay, thank you. She's a teacher, so I needed confirmation. So P, so my acronym today, I don't have my whiteboard, but if I were, P is the first, we're going we're gonna to spell out Papa today, okay? And P is 
preparation. How we demonstrate the Father's affection is in preparation. Meg made this comment the other day as we're uh, painting new rooms in our church building. She said that it feels like the spiritual atmosphere changes. And I felt like the Lord gave me another glimpse into why. Because we're preparing a place. We're entering into the nature of the Father who goes before and sets up the room, then welcomes his children in. Does that make sense? So some of y'all are like wanting to decorate your home and you're like, oh, that's the flesh. (laughs) And the Lord's like, no, actually, I want you to experience me while you go pick out new pillows or something. So y'all permission, all the men are like, oh, Lord Jesus, she just gave my, she just gave my, (laughs) my wife permission. But same thing for your, for you fathers. Y'all put those like safety things up or whatever. Y'all are preparing places for your children so that they can thrive, so that they can learn and grow. We enter into the father's affections and the, the nature of the father when we prepare, prepare our hearts, prepare things around us. That, that preparation, when we, you know when we actually feel like dramatic love is when someone like took time to plan and schedule and I'm not the best at this, I'm just, I'm just confessing, but I want to enter into this more to, so that someone else could feel special, right? They took time out of their day. They're thinking ahead, right? They're thinking ahead of you. So they're not just thinking of of you when you're right in front of them. They have thought of you for weeks on end. That's love. And Jesus demonstrates that here. And and he says, what does he say in his scripture when he says, um, um, I'm not like slow, like you guys are slow, but I'm patient so that everyone can enter into the kingdom. I might be missing two verses. <laughs> he's not slow like like we are. He's preparing a place for us. All right, let's continue. Mm. All right, here we go. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself. That where I am, you may be also. That where I am, the king of glory, the perfect father, the one who is joy. That where I am, you will be also. There is a person that he has in mind for his preparation, and that person is you. He wants you with him where he is. Nothing better to him than you being with him. Okay, so that was the first preparation. A, I put, what did I say? I said there's two twofold. So the A, Papa, P-A-P-A. A is access and permission to ask. All right, we're going to jump down. Um, Verse 8. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father, and it is enough for us. Jesus said to him, have I been with you so long, and you still do not know me, Philip? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. And earlier, I, I skipped that part, but I might just go back. But he says, I am the way, the truth. And the life, okay? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words that I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does his works. I think it's brilliant. Like this whole like 14, 15, 16, 17, he's kind of saying the same thing, but in different ways over and over and over again. I think he has wants to emphasize something. And I think in simplicity, it's, I want you with me where I am. In John 17, he goes, show him our glory. Help them to enter into our glory. And this morning I was like, 
God, thank you for letting me enter into your glory, which is a big word, glory. We're like, what is glory? Is it like the tingles that I feel or the tears that I feel? He's like, it's in the knowing him. Knowing him is the glory, is the radiance. He is the radiance of the Father. We get to step in to that sunshine, okay? Keep going, I think. Have I read? No, no, no. All right, verse 12. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do. Okay, we're going to stop right there. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do. Whoever believes in me. Go to John 1. This is my favorite. My favorite, my favorite, my, one of my favorite verses. No, John 1, just John 1. I probably shared it pretty much every time I've preached. This is good. <laughs> I should have it highlighted, but I got a new Bible. So now it's not highlighted. Okay, (laughs) let me find it. Okay, here we go. We'll start verse 11. He came to his own and his own people, yes, did not receive him. Okay, so here's the thing. There is a choice in this whole invitation. And listen, listen, listen to the choice. He came to his own and his own people did not receive him. When someone gives you a gift... You can reject it or receive it, right? All right. Keep that in mind. Oh, deliver us, Lord. Deliver us from not accepting gifts. Some of y'all friends be calling and asking, how can I help? Y'all like, oh, nothing. <laughs> Liar. No, that's, that's strong. <laughs> Could it be the father coming through your friend? Could it be a, your, the father saying, will you let me help you? Just throwing that out there. All right, verse 11. Let's keep going. (laughs) Sorry. He came to his own. His own people did not receive him. But, everyone say but. Sorry, guys. Um, (laughs) To all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Who were born not of blood, say not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh. Yes, I like that too. Nor of the will of man. But of God. Okay. So I'm going to crush some excuses. Okay. Only to set you free. Okay. So some of us have had messed up childhoods. Some of us were conceived in a horrible way. But God is saying something here. He is saying to those who receive him, to those who believe him, they are not born of the will of man or the will of flesh, but they get transferred in to become a son and daughter of God. This bloodline is no longer superior. This bloodline is the new man, okay? We get to step in and be a child of God. And I love that song that we sing, uh, The Defender by Rita Springer. He reintroduced me to your love. That's when we get delivered, y'all. Because throughout our life, just like what he did to me, when he said, Sasha, I take delight in the responsibility of of being your father. And immediately he came to a place of of abandonment in my heart. What he did was take that wound and replace it with truth. What he did was take me from this tree that is dying. He, 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 we're about to get in there. We'll get in there. He cut off that dead branch. And he came over here and he said, this is the truth of who you are. I delight in the responsibility of being your father. So I'm no longer born of the will of man, but of the will of God. You're like, well, I have, you know, this, this generational bloodline. I understand. And we, and this, this is how he, he transfers you. This is how he does it by his truth, by his word. 
Why is there so much resistance of you getting in your Bible? Because it will tell you your inheritance and you might wake up and start walking in it. No one needs living daughters, living, living sons out there changing the world. That's why the enemy doesn't, he'd rather you read memes all day and, and become anemic because you're not eating the bread of life and drinking from his wine. And ask, oh, we'll get there, we'll get there. Okay, okay. All right, we'll get there. I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. All right, so access, he gives us access. Access. And then he gives us permission to ask. This is a big deal. All right, so as we get to know the Father, we realize that we have access to the Father, right? Like this is more real than your earthly father or earthly parents or that foster program or whatever. His reality becomes your reality. And he is so in for the process. Some of y'all like, I don't know, Sasha, I can't handle this. I don't know what it's like to be loved. I don't know what it's like to be taken care of. I'm always used to just doing it, figuring it out myself. You know, you just, you survive. I get it. I understand. I, I learned how to stretch dollar. You know, you go, you go to Dollar Tree, you, you buy this and you return this and you sell this and you get it all together and you make sure that you have something on your belly. But God, thank you, Jesus, says now you get to come into my refrigerator, okay? And it's fully stocked, fully stocked. And some of us are going to have trepidation opening up that refrigerator because it's like, it's, it, it, it does feel too good to be true. You do feel unworthy. And that's true. But Christ has made you worthy. Come on. All right. So access and then permission to ask. Now, this is the bigger thing. When you're a daughter and when you're a son of the kingdom, you get permission to ask for help. Everyone say amen. Amen. Okay, so let's go John 14, back to John 14, because we're, we're about to learn about the, okay, so I, I'm mushing these two. It's okay, because we just got to, I want to keep going. Preparation is P, access and permission to ask. Let's go to John 14. Y'all go there. Come on. Holy Spirit, activate for my friends. All right, verse 14. Uh, let's go to 13. Whatever you ask in my name, that's an interesting phrase. Why is he saying that? Whatever you ask in my name, how I see that, how I perceive that, I'm sure there's better ways to say this, but it's in his nature, meaning who he is. When you ask according to who he is, does that make sense? When you ask according to his loving kindness, his steadfast mercy, his joy that runs forevermore, according to those things of who he is, this I will do. Because why? That the father may be glorified in the son. So this is interesting. The father receives glory when we have conversation with him. The father does a happy dance when we humble ourselves and ask for help, for his wisdom, for healing, restoration. He gets giddy when we come to him, just like the Jesus came to him. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. So we have permission to ask because we have access through Jesus. Okay, this is my favorite. Well, one of them. <laughs> P, the second P is power. Okay, if you love me, you will keep my commandment and I will ask the father and he will give you another helper. Everyone say helper. Come on now. Come on. All right. So that's Holy Spirit. And he loves to be called upon in the smallest ways and in the biggest ways. 
He is the helper, the dynamite power that wants to bring life into your life. So if you're at a place in your walk that needs a wall removed, ask for the helper to come and he'll bring the dynamite. Okay, (laughs) that is good news. Or it's probably his most satisfying thing, I think, is, is removing the walls in your own heart, bringing the dynamite in your own heart, in your own life. So he goes on to talk about the helper to be with you forever, even the spirit of truth. One of my favorite prayers to pray is, Holy Spirit, come and lead me into all truth. Lead me into all truth. Remove everything that hinders love. Lead me into all truth, even if it means that it makes me uncomfortable. I'd rather enter into a momentary light affliction and, and step into the eternal weight of glory. I don't want something to appease my flesh, but then kills me in the long run. I want truth that sets me free. So when we pray, I pray, Holy Spirit, come and lead me into all truth. All right, let's, let's wrap this, and then we're going to pray. Because I want us, there's a blessing of the Father that he wants to give to you. Don't leave here without receiving ministry today. Because I feel like, like I said earlier, he wants to give you a blessing. Okay? So P, the first P was preparation. He prepares a place. The first A was access and permission to ask. The third P was power. Okay, which is the helper, which is Holy Spirit. The second A is abide. Okay, John 15. I am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. Thank you, Jesus. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes. Thank you, Jesus, that it may bear more fruit. Already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Think, jump ahead to Ephesians 5. He says, by the washing of the water of the word, okay? So that's what he's saying. He's like, I'm speaking truth to you, and I'm cleaning you right now as I speak to you. Uh, Verse 4, abide in me, and I in you. One of my favorite teachers says that he says it, talk to me, and I'll talk to you. That communion. But another, the reality is, I'll looked up what abide meant in the dictionary because I love my words. Accept or act in accordance with a rule or law. So when he's saying, earlier he was saying, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. We really just got to like put a hand up to this whole idea that like we don't need to obey his commandments. (laughs) That's his silliness. His commandments are for us. They're for our life. There are boundaries that that are pleasant places. His rules are for our safety and our our flourishment. Flourishing. (laughs) Thank you. So to say we don't want to abide, by, we don't want to obey your laws. First is to say, I don't want to love you. But secondly, it's like, I want to remove all these boundaries that are, ta- are keeping me protected, keeping me loved and safe. So he says it over and over again. If you love me, you'll keep my commands. You'll abide in my word and my word will abide in you and you will bear much fruit. He is for us, for us. This whole thing, Old Testament and new is for us. So when you hear things like in Romans, when it talks about his kindness and severity, his severity is for us. His kindness is for us. His judgment is for us. His justice is for us. His mercy is for us. His discipline is for us. He cannot not be for us. That's, that's amazing. 
I think that's why David said, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Come, O north winds, the Shulamite says. Come, O south winds. Come, winds of testing. Come, winds of refreshing. Because I, my beloved, he's the best leader. He's not just the best leader. He is the perfect leader. He knows how to finish what he has started in us. So we can surrender more deeply and fully to his plans. I don't care if every single one of you come up here and receive a word from the Lord, a word from Abba, a word from the Father. We are in no rush There is room for you, and his word brings forth life. So if you're feeling crusty or if you're feeling heavy, maybe you just need to cry. Maybe you just need to break down and let the love of the Father flow in. So Father, we all stand with me? Holy Spirit, we make room for you to do what you love to do, which is to declare who the Father is in and through and all around our lives. Y'all can come right now. Y'all have permission to come and receive a father's blessing. If you didn't grow up with a father or you feel like there's, even in your adulthood, I've experienced abandonment in my adulthood and I don't know which is more painful. I, I don't think that it's less painful to experience these deep, painful moments in any time of your life. But I'm telling you, the the Father has what you need. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would remove the barriers that would cause someone not to be able to receive today. Father, just like you were patient with me and kind towards me and severe towards the chains that were holding me down, Father, I ask that you would move in that same manner that you would bring joy where there has been sorrow, that you would bring praise where there has been mourning. This is Gretchen, and she has some things that the Lord is sharing with her, so I just wanted her to share that out. Um, I just have this sense that there are people in our church body or perhaps watching online who you feel like you're carrying the weight of the abandonment, rejection, and brokenness of the people that you love and you're trying to hold that together for them, and the Lord sees you, and he loves your heart, and you're loving your family, you're loving your friends beautifully, but he doesn't want you to carry that weight. He's a good father, and he's going to give you wisdom if you turn to him. He's gonna give you the wisdom to speak words of life to those broken people in your life, and minister to them his love without you feeling like you have to figure it out. And that's gonna be different for every person. Some people aren't ready to fully embrace the Lord's parenting, but that's not a burden you have to carry. Trust your loved ones to him and don't ever give up praying for them because he is a good father. And you believing that is the key to unlocking their future. Just bring those burdens to him. So Heavenly Father, I just, I lift up this unparented generation, these people who are carrying such hurt and brokenness, and they don't know what to do with it. And and they're afraid to go back to those places like Sasha talked about of of moments of, of feeling intense pain and trauma because they don't want to feel that again. And, and Lord, you understand that. You took all of our pain on the cross, so you bore all of it. You felt it all. And Father, I just, I just ask you to give each of us, just bathe us in your love, 
saturate us with that, Father. Let us feel the value that you place on each one of us as you created us with our flaws and with our successes and that you love and cherish both. And you invite us to step out of those places of failure, those places of hurt, those places of brokenness and to walk with you and that you truly, truly can heal them. And I speak healing over this church body, this family here, Lord, that we would experience such tremendous breakthrough and such a, a balm of healing in those areas where we know we've been failed and we have failed so that we can then give that to others. And I just pray, Father, for amazing testimonies to come out of the mouths of each of the people here today. Those who thought they would never have a testimony to be able to speak of your greatness and your faithfulness in their lives, those would be the very lips that would be anointed to speak truth that would inspire change in this generation. This is the most unparented generation in the history of the world. And the people in this room who are gathered together to worship you with the right relationship with you, who know who you are, are the ones that you're gonna use in our failures and in our own brokenness. You heal us and then you send us out to change what the enemy has intended for evil, you're gonna use for good. And I just speak that over this house, Lord. I speak transformation in the lives of my family here at King's Church in Jesus' name. And that nothing will stand against the plans and purposes that you have for every person in this room, from the oldest to the youngest. I thank you for your love, Father, and I thank you that you're never done parenting your children. We love you, Jesus. May our lives be worshiped to you in everything we do.